0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Hey, what's up, everybody? We have another special edition of Kente Corner. Um, Georgetown just got a verbal commit today so we had to get back on and talk to you guys on the podcast as always i'm bobby bancroft i'm here with andrew geiger mr casual hoy himself and we have andre whitehead coming to us uh tennessee recruiting guru he is tennessee prep hoops on twitter if you want to give andre whitehead a follow andre let's jump right into it dante harris who is this guy
1: uh, well, Dante's a 5'10 point guard from Lake Lake Christian School, which is a new school in our area. His first two years he uh, played at Alcoa High School, which is actually the town that I live in. Okay. Uh, Dante played in the summer with the Bobby Mays Elite Program, which is one of the Under Armour teams that actually went to the finals this year of the Under Armour. Uh, averaged about 30 points a game last season on a very small private school team. Uh, he's a kid that is uh, quick as can be, incredible handles, adequate shot, but he's really good at finishing. Um, the level kind of scared me a little bit because he had offers. Most of his offers were South Alabama, Georgia State, Toledo, ETSU. So I was a little concerned when I heard the uh, this level. But he's as you know, like I said, he. He's a small guard who concerns me a little bit on the defensive end. Is who's he going to guard on this level? And but the kid puts the ball in the hole. He's an incredible scorer, and a volume scorer. Small guy, but not probably going to be more of a plays more point guard with the B. Mays team than he does with his high school team. With his high school team, he has the ball in his hands all the time, and he's really more of a scoring point. And the only you know that they have he has to score for them to even score periods. So uh, you know, good little player. I worry about him a little defensively.
2: And, Andre, thanks. This is Andrew. I, I think you know your description of him is is perfect and and kind of jives with what I've seen on the little tape that I've seen of of Harris so far. Do you think that this is sort of a like a diamond in the rough that Ewing's kind of unearthed that can. It, that has improved over the last few years and can develop into what might be a at least a starting caliber Biggie's point guard, or do you project him as more of a backup point guard for uh, his four-year career?
1: I would say more of a backup, you know, a kid that can come in, probably instant offense. You might have to disguise him a little bit defensively. I know you got big guards in that league, and that is probably going to be uh, – that That scares me a little bit. I mean, he's like he said, he's he's tough. He gets after it. He's going to play hard. That's not a question. It's just he's a small kid and I worry a little bit, you know, defensively going against those bigger, stronger, you know, point guards. And he's played against great competition, especially in the summer with the B-Mays Elite because they play on a pretty high level there with the Under Armour Association. So he's played against big guards, and uh, that's not going to be really – that much of an issue as far as seeing that kind of talent, but seeing that talent on on a night by night basis and uh, having to guard those, you know, if he has to guard six, four, six, five guards, that's going to be, that's going to be tough for him.
0: Andre, um, were you a little bit surprised in that it went so quick? It sort of seemed like, I believe um, Dante tweeted maybe last week that george had offered him and sometimes when you see those things from recruits online you don't really know if they just were talking to him or you know what was communicated there there's not it's not always uh understood but he had a little youtube video out and i saw it was pretty good and he mentioned that he visited last weekend so there wasn't a lot of time between last weekend and this afternoon the whole thing kind of happened pretty quick
1: it happened very quick yeah i heard the same thing about the uh you know, about the offer, and it it honestly caught me off guard a little bit. Like I said, with his other offers, it kind of didn't jive. You know, it was, uh, you know, a a Power Five school with a – and you're like, oh, with the tradition of Georgetown and and Coach Ewing. And I was like, ah, you know, I was a little taken aback by it. And then when I found out today that he committed, I was like, wow, that's – you know, they must have – obviously they've seen something in him that they that they truly like and uh there's a lot of good things about him he's a good kid first off he's a great kid he will work hard he's tough he's hard-nosed he'll get after it he's just a little small that's all
0: did did you think before before he committed today did you feel like because obviously high school basketball is just about to start did you view him as a kid that probably needed to show some improvements in the high school season and then his offers in the spring might increase from the level that they were at previously?
1: Probably not because uh, the level that they, he plays in a, this year will be the first year that his school is actually will be in the state organization. It's like a brand new school. They just this year got into the state organization. They're not even eligible for the playoff. So this will be the first time, Adult, and it's a small private school, the smallest private school division we have in the state. So the competition level that he'll play in high school will not be very good. There'll be a few teams here and there as they travel to the other parts of the state. That will be a competition. But in this particular area, there will not be much competition for him. He'll probably go 35 to 40 a night. And I don't see that really increasing his uh you know, would have increased his level at all. I think, you know, the level that everybody kind of projected him at was, you know, the schools that I spoke of earlier. And so, you know, like I said, it caught me a little off guard. But, uh, you know, I wish him nothing but the best because, like I said, he's a great kid.
2: Yeah, I mean, it must have been his ability to to get buckets on the AAU circuit that really caught uh, the staff's eye. Um, And clearly, you're right. I mean, Ewing must see something in him. Along the lines of the Akinjo, the McClung, a, a kid who can push the pace, score, um, you know, and really pay, play at the tempo that Ewing wants to play. So, um, you know, welcome to the Hilltop, Dante Harris. As you said, we wish him nothing but the best and we're looking forward to having him.
1: Yeah, like you'll enjoy him if you get to meet him. He's a great kid. And uh, I really hope he has success because, uh, like I said, he's been nothing but a gentleman and all the time I've known him. And uh, I really hope nothing, you know, nothing but success. And I appreciate the time, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, hopefully we'll get to chat another time.
0: All right, Andre, thanks a lot. And that is uh, Andre Whitehead. And on Twitter, you can find him. He's a pretty good follow. It's TN Prep Hoops. He covers all of Tennessee. And we're going to follow him during the season to see what Dante Harris is up to. Thanks, Andre. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. All right. just go to com. It's magical.
2: Well, so there there you have it. That's uh, Dante Harris from one of the guys who I thought it was pretty interesting. He said he was from his hometown, so he's obviously seen him, seen him play quite a bit, certainly more than you or I have or probably anyone else has, um, perhaps other than the staff. Um, so I don't know. What do you make of this whole thing? So... Obviously,
0: this is related to R. j. Davis not coming here right I nope. mean, r j Davis, who is gonna be a tar <laughs> heel um last week he was Georgetown's one of Georgetown's top priorities he you know decided to go a different way, and um he was a point guard. They had one scholarship currently open, which I've pointed out they're now at thirteen scholarships for next year, but as we know those that's constantly evolving, changing situation. So clearly you need another guard. You're losing Mosley. You're losing um, Allen. Pharrell Allen. Yeah. You know, so clearly you you need a guard. You need backup depth for McClung and a Kinjo. And uh, based on Andre's description, this is a kid that can come in and fill it up. Um, he was a little concerned defensively, but, you know, it sounds like this guy's, this kid's got a lot of heart. It sounds like this kid plays hard and he can score from everyone on the court, and that's obviously what Patrick Ewing is looking for in this up-tempo offense.
2: Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I, can, I can understand the void that he fills in the roster. I mean, I think with Mosley and Terrell Anna leaving, though, what you really, to replace those guys, you're looking for a, a bigger defensive-minded guard, perhaps, and that, that's not exactly what, what Harris is. Um, then again, I mean, maybe Myron Gardner fills that role somehow, Um, you know, he has kind of, right, you know, but the Gardner's kind of like a Trawick type, uh, you know, body at least. Um, Who knows? I mean, look, I think you have to give the staff the benefit of the doubt. Obviously they they see something in this kid that um, is more than that two-star rating and, um, you know, more in him than what the schools that were offering him um, you know, you, you, you'd you think of him so far based on that. But uh, let's see what happens. Like you mentioned, scholarships, they always have a way of working themselves out. I'm not really worried that we're fully committed. It, do, it does make it a little bit more difficult, though, to get a higher-ranked prospect right now, though, when there are no scholarships available. Um, I've, I, so I think the biggest issue I have with this is not so much uh, with with him with Harris as a player but more so the timing of it all you know it's one thing for Ewing and the staff to jump on a kid now rather than wait for him to blow up it didn't sound in speaking to Andre that that was going to happen though um so uh, I don't yeah know. and
0: so basically <laughs> once i saw this and like all news dropping you know as not a full-time reporter there's all kinds of other things i'm dealing with So I was like, okay, well, let me try and wrap my head around this while I'm doing my normal stuff of dealing with the kid, dealing with dinner. And I started to think of um, sort of more unheralded recruits Georgetown's had in the last 10 years or so. And basically, one of the things the guys I was coming up with all had in common was that they were late signees. They were kids that were signed in April. So Mm -hmm. that kind of tells me, well, one, those were obviously not Ewing signings. But it sort of tells me that Ewing really feels confident that he needs to get him before someone else gets in there. He feels like he's found something that someone else isn't noticing. But in thinking of some of those players, thinking of like Omar Watad, who was also from Tennessee, Jarrell Beneman, V. Sanford, Nikita Masherikov, I was just trying to think of, you know, because Georgetown's done a really good job. Obviously, they're, you know, a big brand name still of getting four stars. Some You know, five stars haven't been that frequent, but a lot of four stars some three stars. It's sort of uncommon for them to go this route. That's not saying anything bad about this kid. I don't know him. Very excited that he's going to go to Georgetown. It's a big opportunity. Just academically, athletically, it's, it's a great day for him. But when you look at it from the basketball point of view, it seems like he, this was kind of a kid that maybe is more of a spring signee.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, you, and also you kind of wonder, as you mentioned with RJ Davis, like how reactionary was this to that, you know, staff put in so much time with RJ Davis before he, he blew up, you know, and then Davis ends up going to North Carolina. Um, it's like Harris visits last weekend or whatever. And suddenly he's, he's, he's a Hoya, you know, it's kind of like if you're at a bar, like talking to a chick and you put in a little time with her and then all of a sudden it doesn't work out, you know, it's kind of like the next one you see, it's like, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, I agree. I think the timing is a bit odd, but I'm willing to give you in the benefit of the doubt. I think especially with the guards that he's brought to Georgetown, um he obviously has a style of play now that um Harris certainly looks like he fits that bill. Uh again, on his mixtape, yeah, you know, I as is the old adage, like I've never seen a bad mixtape. But he does look like he can finish with both hands. Well, like I've yet to make out. one. <laughs> your Your time will come soon. <laughs> um, but, you know, he 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 can create. He does have a good handle, as Andre mentioned. Uh, yeah, again, the level of competition wasn't that great. It looked like almost pickup poops at like Yates. But it is you know what, what though? It is. But, yeah.
0: A lot of those guys in the Matt McClung
2: videos look like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but I didn't see Dante Harris like jumping over their heads and and you know tomahawk i know i know them. i'm just i'm just i'm just <laughs> saying <laughs> yeah um um so i guess that's harris i, I mean i everyone's kind of caught a left field by it um but anytime we get a commit it's it's certainly newsworthy and uh absolutely
0: and it's a you know it's a real big deal for him um as someone that, you know, wanted to start this Iverson campaign, and I've not really been holding to it on all of our podcasts since doing that, he has a, a one minute and 41 second YouTube video out there of his commitment. I recommend everyone to check it out. Guess who he talks about? He talks about Iverson. And this kind of goes back to my point. Iverson needs to be a part of this, of this program, of this Georgetown basketball community. You know, you've got this, this guard going there. And who's he talking about? He's, you know, he's not talking about the big man. He's not talking about this. He's talking about Iverson, you know, whether he ends up, you know, whatever his level of contribution is for Georgetown during his four years, you know, Iverson is still a big deal to kids that are, I'm guessing he's 17 or 18 years
2: old. Right. So, you know, No, no one disagrees with that. Right. (laughs) I mean, I think the, the, the issue is in what capacity could you possibly bring Iverson back? Could you, rely on him to actually be anywhere at any specific time um you know uh, everyone yeah. would love ai ai back in the building so we're going to make it happen <laughs> at the end of this season well of course. i think dante harris um, is going to help too <laughs> <laughs> dante harris is going to bring iverson back to georgetown no doubt um one thing that, that did come up uh with regard to another kid in recruiting was uh I forget his first name, but last name is Sibley. He's like a four-star yeah. forward that we're looking at in the class of 2020. He mentioned in some article when he, you know, they always talk about they're trying to differentiate the schools that are recruiting them and Georgetown is one of his final, whatever it is. Um, he said something in effect of the school is not as big with the fans. Um, you may be able to find a quote. The school is not as big with the fans, um, but, you know, academically strong, blah, blah, blah. And the coaching staff really likes me. Some people have reacted to that on on the twitter um what do you think about that well um
0: depending on i'm not sure if he visited last year if he went to a game but look if you're a recruit visiting during basketball it's season true it's and true there's only a couple <laughs> games you can come to where it's gonna right. feel like a pretty good atmosphere and you know a lot of that is the opponents a lot of that More of it though, is how Georgetown is doing. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, chicken or the egg, right? Like they need to start winning more. They need to get ranked in the top 25. And how do you do that? You got to get good players to do that and all that. So, you know, it's the chicken and the egg, but it's not, yeah, he's, what he's saying is true. You know, it is what it is. They play in a building that's too big for almost every college program in the country. And that's just, you know, a restriction they have to deal with. Right. That's just, that's just part of the deal.
2: Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I remember that kid, um, Earl Timberlake, who I think is a five-star. Uh kid, yeah. yeah. local kid. He attended the home game against Providence, which was, like, the batshit crazy game that McClung banked the three from half court oh, yeah, to tie it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a the picture of Timberlake behind the Georgetown bench. I mean, he ends up putting Providence in his final four. Um, you know, I forget where he ended up committing to it doesn't really matter but you know it does really the point is like that was a crazy game that would have been a fun atmosphere at the end of the day none of this stuff really matters does it or does it i mean i think you know
0: i think it's up to well it looks like timberlake is still undeclared um i don't know i i think i think it matters what I, what i don't think matters is when they talk about a basketball recruit like always visiting LSU when they play Alabama in football i really don't think right. that matters okay like I don't think it matters that Georgetown's playing Colgate in football. Like that's not a big deal. But I do think if you know if, if you're visiting Georgetown, and you know I think the atmosphere because they're they're envisioning themselves playing on that court, and you know what's it like in there. Right. You know I mean obviously it's more about the relationship with the coach or you know or or you know Wahid or like whoever is doing most of the recruiting because that's you know that's kind of like your parent when you're when you're in college, right? So. Mm-hmm but i think if you were making a list it's not number 1 like the atmosphere at at capital one arena isn't like the oh man this is what it is I'm not coming here but it's definitely i think i think it does matter somewhere it it matters more than other things i think some people worry about
2: yeah and then look i, I don't mean obviously that doesn't matter i I what, yeah. I what i do think the the first step is look you want a better atmosphere win games right winning changes all of that that's the only yeah. way to change all of that you can't jump you can't kind of short circuit the the process either. You can't start start from, you know, having a losing program and start getting a bunch of five stars into a school like Georgetown. It doesn't work that way. God I think Ewing is doing it the right way. You know, building a team with three stars, low four stars, that kind of thing, instilling kind of a winning attitude. A lot like what Villanova did, right? I mean, I I doubt we'll have the success that Villanova had with two championships in a few years, but um we're on the up and up. I think we're getting a lot of national attention for it. Finally, we're uh, Andy Katz. I mean, I'll have what he's having. He had us like (laughs) 18th in some ranking recently. I mean, that that might be a little bit high, but certainly top 40 ish squad, which is better than we could say for any of the past few years.
0: Yeah. I think too. um, I think there's guys Obviously, like right now, like, you know, the first thing you do is okay, what's what's Dante Harris's um star rating? Okay, that's like the first thing anyone does if you're not really following it closely. If you're following it closely, you saw last week that he was, you know, got offered. So you kind of knew about him. But I, I think that there's guys like Dante Harris that are unheralded that you end up on another team hurting Georgetown. And you're like, how come they can't find a guy like that? How Always. come, you know, there's like these guys, but like there's like these guys at Butler. <laughs> that you never heard of them. And next thing you know, they're going to the national championship game or, you know, they're making the sweet 16. And so there's places for these unheralded recruits. You know, it doesn't have to be the, you know, it's, you, it's, it's basically like when you sign them, you're thinking, Oh, we missed out on a four or a five star. But then when another team has a bunch of un, like a bunch of two or three stars and you keep losing to them, you're like, what the heck's going on here? How come we don't have guys like that? You know, and college right. is all about developing players. So the coaching staff, wants this kid, I think the Hoya Nation should want him as well.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I want a bunch of kids who want to be at Georgetown, who want to be Hoyas, Um, who are going to be here for a few years. Harris projects at least as a four-year player, no doubt. So, um, yeah, happy to have him. Hopefully, uh, the scholarship situation works itself out so we can perhaps get another impact player in the class of 2020. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Trust the staff onwards and upwards.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we last we've done two of these podcasts for recruits. First one was Terrence Williams, a pretty big recruit, pretty big recruit locally, especially Um, when you start looking at the roster composition going forward. Like if you do count Pickett as a guard, you have McClung, Akinjo, Blair, and then Pickett, who's pretty big guard. I think you mentioned Gardner as being like a Jabril type um they're mm-hmm. definitely still rolling out that jumbo package of a lot of the centers so i think that's sort of whether it's you know i think omir can graduate this year or you know mm-hmm. he can graduate and still play obviously but you know what i mean so i think that's sort of the interesting thing going forward will be like let's say one of these kids because ewing's actively recruiting a lot of 2020 kids and a lot of um you know highly rated recruited 2020 kids so the interest the real interesting thing i think will be is does one of these other kids verbal and then you're like okay well now you're at 14 scholarships 15 scholarships and that's where all of the the, you know the guessing game and you know the speculation about what's going on that that type of stuff
2: sounds like more fodder for a future podcast (laughs) um the nats are winning i saw that this guy soto is unbelievable it's pretty
0: good. He's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Well, I still think the Mets are better than Nets, but we don't have to go there right now. Um, but I think we're good. Episode 12 in the books? Episode 12 in the books. All right, man. Uh, next week. Oh, uh, I think tomorrow on the site, we'll drop a Big East preview, um, so we'll have much more on-the-court basketball stuff to discuss next week on episode 13. Lucky 15. And- Even though, even though if you're listening, you found us obviously,
0: but if you listen to podcasts, and I never understand why exactly, if you found us, you found us. But if you didn't find us and you're listening, we are on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and probably some other places. I don't even know what they are. But if you found us, it sounds like you're going well. But you know, we've got a lot of listeners really appreciative of that. If you want to, if you want to, you know, give us a, a, what is it, a ranking? Is that that, that what it is?
2: Rating? Ranking? Rating.
0: Yes, you rank recruits, you rate (laughs) podcasts.
2: Two stars. Two stars for our recruits, two stars for our podcast.
0: Hey, I I will take any stars (laughs) I can get on the podcast rating. Um, All right, Andrew, I'll talk to you soon. And check out Casual Hoya tomorrow for the Big East preview. All right, man. Later. All right. See you.